Bible tells us in Matthew 7 and 13, Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, broad is the way, that leadeth to this God's touching you tonight. God's calling you tonight. God's growing you tonight. When is the night you should get saved? Sunday? God, no. You need to get out here while I'm preaching. Enter in at the straight gate. And broad, the Bible said, is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be that go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Matthew 22 and 14 says, Many are called, but few are chosen. Let me, let me illustrate that if I can. It's, it's a little confusing to a new convert. Why would God, why would God call somebody if you hadn't chosen? Listen real close. If I come in here tonight and say, I have a contractor's license, and I'm looking for 200 at least. I need at least 200 people to stand up and go to Iraq with me and build back that country. I need, I need 200. Let's say you stand. You going with him, sister. God knows you couldn't live without him. Stand up right here. She's going to cook for us. We're going to leave that old goat home. Stand up right here. We got a, we got another one right here. He's going to go with us. And, and, and we got one right here. He, he's anywhere from Waynesboro is a blessing. Alright? I'm calling all of you. Who wants to go? But only one, two, three, four, five, six are going to get chosen. Why? They're the only ones that chose to. Everybody got an invite. Only six took it. I want you to come to me. I'm choosing you. I want you to come to me. Come on with me. I'm choosing you. Why? Because you want to go. I'm choosing you, you coming to me, and I'm choosing you, you come, come on son, I'm choosing you. Now, that doesn't mean I'm playing favorites. I gave everybody a chance. How many people did I call in this building? Everybody. Anybody that wanted in. And there's still room. But the chosen part was from the ones who said, I will. Because you can't choose somebody who's going to buck up against your choice. Some of these predestinarian people, they say God handpicks them. If He handpicks them for heaven, that means He leaves them alone for hell. And I can't buy that. I just say Jesus is on the cross saying, Whosoever will. Now we got a choice to sit or stand. Be called. Many are called, but few are chosen. He only picks the one who wants what he's offered. 
Give Him praise and glory. He thought enough of you. Thank y'all. He thought enough of you to bring you in. He's the porter that says, all aboard. An old preacher was coming from a meeting. Oh, the meeting wasn't that good. It was back yonder when train travel was all they had. He had his old overcoat on, pouring down rain, rain running off the brim of his old hat. Had his two suitcases in his hand. Way down yonder on the other end of the train was the porter. Sir, all aboard. Sir, down here. Sir, all aboard. The old man looks up while he carries his heavy load. He goes down to where the porter is and the porter's waving the lantern. Down here, sir. The door is down here, sir. And he's swinging his lantern. And the old man sees the light and goes toward the drawing of the porter. And soon, and very soon, he's down to where the porter is, and the porter takes him in. How many of you could have ended up in hell? How many of you need to get excited about heaven's opportunity? How many of you could have ended up in hell, but you're going to heaven? Because down on the other end of life, the door was open and the porter the good watchman of the soul said, All aboard! All aboard! Down here, son! Down here. And you came to the light. Number two. Not only does he call all on board, but he carries all our burdens. He carries all our burdens. The old man steps up on the train with help. All you got to have is desire. One foot in the aisle will coach the other one to work. That old porter said, let me help you, old man. And he pulls him in out of the rain. Takes his hat off. Can you see the old train porter? He takes his hat off and beats it on his leg and says, turn around, sir, and let me take that wet coat off of you. And all of a sudden, he takes that old coat off of him. He says, sir, my job is to tote the baggage. Turn loose the bag, sir. Those are burdensome to you. And the old man said, I've been carrying them a long time. He said, no more. He said, ah! Ah! Have been a sign! God, somebody get some soda! Don't let Joe get this thing. He said, I've been a sign to your birth. I'm glad the Word of God says over there in the book of Psalms, it says in Psalm 38 and 4, 
for my iniquities are gone over mine head as a heavy burden. They're too heavy for me. How many of you ever had a sin overtake you that was so big and heavy you didn't think you'd ever get out from under it? And Jesus came and said, I want to take that burdensome load off of you. I want to cleanse your soul. God, I'm fixing to have a time. And it said, verse 5, My wounds stink and are corrupt because of my foolishness. Oh, Jesus, have mercy. Have mercy. Have mercy. My wounds stink, he said in verse 5, I am troubled and am bowed down greatly. I go mourning all the day long. Psalm 55, 22 says, Cast thy burden upon the Lord. And he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. Ma'am from Bryson City, this is mountain preaching you're hearing down here in the low country tonight. Praise God if I could get a little wind sucking going here. I believe you might feel right at home. Amen. Psalm 81, 6. I removed his shoulder from the burden. His hands were delivered from the pot. He said, I removed his shoulder from the burden. His hands were delivered from the pot. Matthew 11, Jesus said, Personally, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart. And you shall find rest. Say it with me. Rest. Say it out loud. Rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. First Peter 5, 7, casting all your care, your burden upon him, he careth for you. I remember that third Sunday night in September, 1968, when I walked in that church house, I mean fully loaded with a cloak of burden. I came in with baggage that was so heavy and hard to hold, I was dragging the bottom out of them. I didn't know how in God's world I was going to make it past that day. I did not know how I'd make it through the next night. I didn't know if I could put another foot in front of another one. I didn't know if there was another step to take or not. And I heard the good Word of God. I heard the good Word of the Holy Ghost. And thank God, I'm glad to announce tonight, He took my burden. I delivered his shoulder from the burden and his hands from the pot. <laughs> I'm glad he cares all my burden. Sir, come with me. We've got a place for you to sit and to lie down. You don't have to tote your bag. Your wet clothes will be dry. And I'll take you and your burden. Aren't you glad? How many of you glad tonight that when you burden down. You have a place to unleash them and unhaul them and lay them at the feet of Jesus. Y'all better help me shout. You better help me give Him glory. You better help me thank Him. I think we ought to worship right now. I think we ought to say, Thank you, Lord, for saving my unworthy soul and giving me a light burden. Not only does He call all on board, not only does He carry all our burdens, 
But number three, he cleans all our blemishes. Yes, sir. He cleans all our blemishes. That old porter after the man is in his little cube and in his little section. The porter many times, many times, he'd come back with a brush and some water. He'd say, I noticed that you had some mud on the back of your face. Well, you couldn't see it. Well, you didn't know you was nasty. Well, you didn't know you was dirty. Well, you had no clue that you didn't look right. And he said, I noticed where you've been walking. You picked up mud and rain. You picked up dirt on your shoes. Sir, let me have your shoes and let me help you with your pants. And he dips his little rag in that water and he cleans off the blemishes off of the old man and wipes his shoes and fixes him to where he's like brand new. God, I'm fixing to run. If I didn't, if I could go and not have to run back, I'd run. But I won't make it there and back. But I want to tell you something. God doesn't just initially save you and cleanse your past. He is the cleansing agent that keeps you right within, right where you are. Some of you feel bad about what you've done. You feel bad how you've acted. And we ought to feel bad, but we don't, we don't need to keep seeing. What if the basketball player that has five fouls has two? And he gets the third one. And he stands out there in the middle of the court and says, I'm a fowler. I'm a fowler! I can't do nothing but foul. I'm a fowler. The coach says, play ball. I changed. I got three fouls. That makes me a fowler. He said, if you don't dribble, I'm going to beat the slush out of you. You got two more. I do. Yeah. You're a player, not a fowler. Dribble. You said that's the dumbest kind of an athlete. Well, the dumbest kind of a Christian is the one who's done something wrong and won't keep serving God because he's a fowler. A fowler. Woe is me. I'm a fowler. Shut up and dribble. and got me so sopping wet. My socks are sloshing in my shoes. <laughs> it cleans it cleans all our blemishes. <laughs> if we can, all your job is is to confess. If we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. And the referee won't even do that. But Jesus will. He's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all. Say it with me. All. Say it with me. All unrighteousness. It's high time every one of us recognize we don't have to live with the past of our profession if we've repented in our presence. Are you listening? Help me back there, y'all. Help me. If 
Everybody look at that screen. If we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He keeps our blemishes clean. How many of you have sinned since you've been saved? If you don't raise your hand, God kid you into it. Every one of us has. We're not going to stop in the middle of the court and start squalling. I'm a fowler. I'm a fowler. Score eight to three. Shut up and play. Dribble the ball. Get in and give us all you've got until you, one of these days we're going to foul out. But until then, we'll keep on dribbling. Until then, we're going to keep taking them shots. Until then, we're going to keep blocking the devil's temptations. Until then, we're going to be champions for Jesus. I'm glad we cleaned all our blemishes. Some of you are still hung up in your past because your memories won't leave you alone. Your memories won't stop haunting and hounding you. You stop it. How? In the authority of the name that left you in the vineyard with the authority over Satan to bring up what Jesus has already cleaned up. Number four, I see. He comforts all our bereavement. He comforts all our bereavement. Oh, have you got them verses in the Old Testament that I had put? Oh, there it is. Ecclesiastes 4.1 So I returned and considered all the oppressions that are done under the sun. And behold, the tears are of such uh, uh, of such was or us were oppressed, and they had no comforter. And on the on the side of their oppressors there was power, but they had no comfort. The oppressor had power against them, but there was no comforter. Remember when you were lost without power and could not get comfort. John fourteen sixteen says, "But I will pray the Father, and He'll give you another comforter that it's that." that He may abide with you. How long? Forever. John 14, 26 says, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in My name, He shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. John 15, 26, But when the Comforter has come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, which proceedeth from the Father, He shall testify of Me. John 16, 7 Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is expedient, necessary, mandatory for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I'll send him unto you. Jesus ascended to the Father and the Holy Ghost. High-fived him on the way down. Bless God, he lives in my heart. And I have as much of the presence of Jesus as the Jerusalem people did and the Jews did on the streets of Jesus. That old man was on that train, and I quit. He says, Sir, how long will you be on this journey with me? The old porter says, To the end of the line. He said, You see, I'm on this ride to make sure you get to where your ticket says you're going. He said, I ain't a jumping out the window and I ain't a throwing you out the window. 
Yeah, let the old man get happy because he's almost home. And we ain't far behind. And the old porter's saying, I'll be with you until the track runs out and the train stops. And he said, well, I'm afraid. Back here by myself. He said, listen. He said, you see that little button up above your head? Yes, sir. He said, just push that button. He said, anything you need, I'll be back here to bring it to you. Bless his name. He said, if you need anything, push that little button over your head. I'll be there with it. 